The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Hi, I'm Helen Peacock, and I'm a spiritual medium, and welcome to Spirit Chat. My mission and passion is to bring comfort and validations that your loved ones are still with you once they have crossed over to the other side. I'm a messenger and a bridge between you and the spirit world. On this podcast, I will be sharing and demonstrating how I connect with spirit. I will also be helping you to develop your own intuition so that you can strengthen your very own connection with your loved ones. I will also have some great guests and chat about the spirit world as well as sharing my readings with people. The afterlife is a celebration, and your loved ones are still with you and willing to communicate. So yes, the conversations continue. Now let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to Spirit Chat. And I am so excited to share with you my fellow medium friend, Beverly Frosch, Blue Mountain Medium, and the conversation that we had together. Basically, it's me interviewing her and sharing with you, my listeners, my viewers, the life and the story of what it's like to be a medium, what it's like or what what it was like for her before she became a medium, what was her life like then. And it's an interesting conversation. We actually share some experiences with clients and um even our friendship, how we met and things like that. So I hope that you will find it intriguing, especially if you're one of those that just love to listen to mediums, intrigued by mediums. And also, if you wanted to become a medium, would you want to after listening to our conversation? I'm sure you would, because we live a very interesting life, let me tell you. So again, two redheads coming together, having a wee chat, and I hope you like it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Spirit Chat. And I'm really excited with my host today, who's actually not really my host. She's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, I would love to introduce you to my good friend, Blue Mountain Medium, Beverly Frosch. Yay, thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, I'm quite excited. And one of the reasons why that I wanted Bev to come on is because Um, first of all, we have worked together in the past and we have a good relationship and we love to make people laugh. Um, but I also wanted my, my listeners to, and my viewers, if you see this on YouTube is to see another side to the mediumship. Um, you know, how did we become a medium and all that good stuff? So Bev and I have been friends for how long now? What? Uh, so maybe seven years now. Six, seven years? Six, seven years, yeah. yeah. And I uh, guess she is a redhead. We're different different shades of red, though. So we do call ourselves the redhead mediums. <laughs> she, you're just a lighter version than I am. I'm just a lighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a lighter version. 
right into it, Bev. So my question to ask you for my listeners is, tell me what your life was like before you became a professional medium. Well, that's loaded. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) where do you want me to start? Um, So for me, um, my first career was being a registered nurse, right? So I was an ICU nurse uh, for years. Um, I worked in a major downtown Toronto hospital uh, I did cardiovascular intensive care nursing, um, ICU nursing for medical surgical traumas. I was an eMERGE nurse for years. Um, I worked in a small community where I lived and worked in the eMERGE there um, when I had my children. And then eventually it just got to be too much. Energetically, it started to really catch up with me because at the time, I wasn't realizing what I was doing. Like I, my whole life, I just knew things about people that I didn't, I just thought it was normal. I didn't see mm. dead people. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was hearing things and I just knew things or I had to be standing in the eMERGE talking to somebody and then feeling like my whole right side of my face is melting off my body and then I was having a stroke. And wow. you know, that really kind of caught me off guard at first, right? Going, what is this? So, you know, you, there's a capacity for a while where you think you're kind of losing your marbles a little bit to, to, when you, until you start making sense of everything and realizing this really isn't my stuff, right? So when I started that doing uh recognizing that it wasn't until I went for a reading um that somebody called me out on what I could do and I'm like no I can't so you know uh, and the minute I started doing that it all made sense um because I'm medically trained I tend to take on a lot of physical symptoms that's just me that's just how I work um so I feel things I just know they're not mine now right so and then over after I, when I finished the nursing, um, it got a little overwhelming. I was involved in the death of a, a child in the eMERGE, not mine. Um, but that really shook me up, you know, and certain things started happening. Like, you know, when you're living in a small community and the man that you've been buying your Christmas trees from for the last 20 years comes in VSA and you're pumping on their chest, you know, that it starts to wear on you it's and like energetically it's too close to home. Yeah. And I was, I just needed a break. And I thought, you know what, I, I can't keep doing this for the rest of my life. I'm going to burn myself out. So, um, and there was a lot of um, issues going on too, from a, a management perspective. And I thought, you know, I just need a break from all of this. And I went and I got my real estate license and I could, you know, vacation when I wanted to um, make sure that I was home for the children's birthdays, you know, things I wasn't allowed and that I, I couldn't do when, when I was nursing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Now, stepping into that, I did that for a lot of years. It gave me a bit of a capacity to explore more of my mediumship and my and what I was doing. And, and that's when I went for a reading with a friend uh, who came, became a friend after. Um, and he called me out on some stuff. And I said, I do not. I don't do what you do. Because he had uttered, he said to me, when I went for the reading, he said, within the first five minutes, he looked at me and he said, he said something to me that I'd never uttered to another human being. And I remember looking at him going, and he goes, he looks at me, he goes, you do what I do. I said, I do not. He goes, yeah, you do. I said, I do not. I'm arguing with him, right? I don't. <laughs> and and I just said, is that what that is? I just thought this was normal. This is my normal life. I thought everybody could do this. Yeah. And yeah. he said, no, no, Bev. So when I started really working on it, it became on fire for me. Like, you know, I'd sit in front of my, in my car and my dashboard would like lights will all go askew and weird things would start happening and the lights would flicker and, you know, just things like that. Frequency. So. Yes. So I learned to really control it, not control it, but I didn't want it to control my life. So I watched some friends of mine who are professional mediums, not you, I didn't know you at the time, 
And I, they were always sick, always, always sick. And I thought, I don't want to be that person. And I thought, I need to really harness this and learn so that it's not going to control my life. And I can go to the grocery store and have a normal life. I can shut this off when I want to. Um, that's the blessing of not seeing spirit and just hearing them like a conversation. Yes. Yes. I give them permission when they want to, when I want to turn that on and my guides know when that's okay. Um, so I learned, I studied with John Edwards teacher, uh, Sandy Anastasia in Florida, uh, over a five month period. And she, thank God for her. What a wonderful woman. If you ever get a chance, she's got a great YouTube channel as well, but she's got, she's the guru of the energy of it all. And I've just built on it over the years and added to it. So I, I have a normal life. And it's great. So I, I'm blessed that way. So, and, you know, I had to harness my mediumship. I moved to Blue Mountain. That's why I call myself a Blue Mountain medium six years ago, full time. And uh, I've, I haven't looked back. And it's Ontario, Canada for my listeners. Ontario, Canada for anybody <laughs> non Canadian that, well, even anybody outside of the Ontario area wouldn't really know where this is. Mm-hmm. It's a small, it's like a Whistler, but a Ontario's version of Whistler, mm-hmm. <laughs> owned by the same group. So um, I can walk out my back door and, jump in the ski with my skis I'm not close which is perfect so yeah yeah I'm, what I like um, about your story is that when it comes to because you know I always say this to my clients is is that no matter what meeting you go to you're going to get something different because we have all different past or memories experiences and so and I use you I say to my clients listen if you if you want more of a medical advice anything like that you know I'm going to push you and send you right over to my friend, Bev, because she'll have a better understanding. Spirit can work through you because that's your library. Whereas mm-hmm. I, you know, I always say this is for entertainment purposes only. I got to watch what I say because I'm just a medium and I don't, right. I don't have that experience, that library. And that's why I always fire them off to you. And then here you are real estate agent. So that shows you, you're, you're, you know, you're very attuned into your left brain and no numbers, me and numbers, we don't mix. So that's what I'm saying is you got me who's the, as you said earlier, the lighter, I'm the lighter side, the more fun side, just because of my life's experiences. Exactly. And that's what I like about when we work with each other is because we, we feed off each other. We balance each other, I should say quite Mm -hmm. well on that. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you for really listening to your nudges as to, you know, time for change, need to move on. That's the universe probably presenting itself saying, okay, or opening up this door for you and it's up to you whether you're going to go through that door and and, and here you are and um you know like you said is honing that in hold like taking that gift and doing something with it so yeah and i think the last i mean you know my life i you know the last five four years of my life have been a bit of chaos a lot of changes mm-hmm. a lot of like serious oh, for both of us Exactly. And, and, you know, without going into details, you know, you and I've gone through a lot of on our own personal, very very parallel life lessons, which is really another cool thing of what you and I have done. And we'll look at it kind of go, we're kind of on the same life lesson path with, you know, relationships and marriages and children. And, you know, we're, we're just, so we kind of, it's an interesting jockey with that. I always love that. It fascinates me. Um, But it, like you said, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't change what I'm doing for the world. I wouldn't change it. You know, I did, I did try to shut this off for a period of time. I went, I said to my guides, I need a break. I'm out. Yeah. Just give me a break. And I took a six month break and they went, yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But also uh, (laughs) our our vessel needs that break, right? Like when I was going through, you know, I had a full hip uh, replacement, 
marriage, like leaving my marriage, like that was right there. It's like, okay, I, I need to focus on me and take mm-hmm. that time out. And, um, thank goodness that I did because you, you, like you said, you can, we can make ourselves sick if we just kept on going and kept going because we're not allowing our vessels to heal. And well, you know, you're healing your own vessel, but then if you're working, doing that at the same time, you're taking all the other energy of clients yeah. and spirit and it starts accumulating if you're not aware of that. Yeah. And, and what do you do? So, what, what does Bev do to rejuvenate, refuel your tank, fill up your cup? What do you do? I am fortunate that where I live, <laughs> I can go that way four minutes and be on the water. I can go that way and I can hike the mountains. So Good. this is huge for me. If I, everything I'd gone through in the last five years of my life, if I had been living in a, on a concrete city, you know, kind of the concrete in a metropolitan area, I probably, I, I know I wouldn't have healed mm-hmm. the way I did this. This is giving me space mm-hmm. um, to do what I need to do. And I wouldn't have had that being in say downtown Toronto or downtown New York or yeah. Manhattan or what I wouldn't have happened. Right. So here I've had that. Did you notice? And I, I just had an aha moment right now. Another parallel, how I manifested my little place up north because mm-hmm. I need that. I Because here I'm in, you know, near downtown Burlington. Sure, I've got the, the lake, but you, have you, a great have, space. you don't have the privacy there. Whereas now I've manifested in the last two years and having my little place up north, mm-hmm. have my own little meditation garden in the back. And I feel it's almost like the universe presented that to me to say, okay, mm-hmm. you need to go, you know, bring your client, get your clientele up there, get out there, be in nature, all of that. You live in it, but I go visit mine. <laughs> exactly. So, well, you used to come and visit me here when you, before you had your cottage, right? So, yeah. um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I love it here. This is what, this is my down. I'm looking outside of huge trees and I don't know. It's just, it's just my little paradise here. And will I go back eventually? Yeah. For and sure. you are your own. How do I say it? She, so Bev is like her own celebrity. Like people ask, it, <laughs> Oh, I watch your show. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Let's talk about that. So Bev, Bev, Bev has a weekly show, which I helped her nudge to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. How many years? Five years ago in December. Five years ago, I've been doing this. In December. Yeah. And so, um, Bev, and I'll put the link down. I'll, I'll, I'll add it. I'll say it at the end here. Uh, I so appreciate Bev, that. Thanks. Bev does her, has her Blue Mountain um, show on Facebook Live every Wednesday. Will you start at seven o'clock or eight o'clock? Um, I've been doing eight, but now that's getting dark so early. It just, oh, I'm by eight o'clock, I'm sister. like, I'm done. Like, it's yeah. like, I, I'm, I think I'm going to switch it to make it a seven for sure every week, but go on my page. I always post it if it's going to be seven or eight, yeah. but I'm usually on unless you, I'm traveling or something. You just brought me to a good question. Do you physically feel that it's harder to do one-on-ones in the evenings? For clients, uh, I I I I personally don't do them in the evenings. I have a boundary around how much I work. Yes, uh, I like my evenings. If I'm going to do anything, it's my downtime. Yeah. I might do a yin yoga to decompress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I just might want to sit and stare at you know a series I'm watching on whatever um, yeah. on television. But that's my decompressing time. I have my times at work. I don't mind fitting people in if they. I understand that people are shift workers and they don't fit into my regular schedule. I'm happy to fit people in. When am I just going to go and read for somebody at eight o'clock at night? No, no. that is, that is my sacred and, time. And, I actually, and I'm done by that point. I had I'm that done. question just recently. Can, you know, would you mind if we came, we need to come from downtown, the other end of the city 
can we come down for eight PM? And I'm like, no, sorry. No. I'm like I'm, I just don't have the energy. I don't have the mindset. Mm-mm. The yeah. only time that I don't mind doing evenings is for a group. And that's absolutely, where, but that's where I'll, you know, I'll try not to have any clients throughout the day. So I'm saving my energy just, mm, for I agree. but yeah. I just, for some, and I don't know what it is with, with one-on-ones. It's just, I guess it's just, um, you're, it's like you're using more energy. Does that make any sense to you when I say that? It, it, it does. And I think there's a level of expectation that, that clients do have when they come to see us in person, right? Yes. So they're wanting some healing. They were wanting a solution to problems. They are desperate to hear from their loved ones. Mm-hmm. And that energy does, we do pick that up. Um, and I'm always really good that when I'm like a ski slope, when that client's done, it's like, it's gone. I, I yes. send it back. I send it back with love and light to them. I send back their client, their, their loved one as well. I don't hold that space. There are times where it does stick, right? Because it might be, it might hit a personal, something personal that's going on. It's a parallel a lesson at that point, which is pretty cool. Cause we do tend to heal through our own, our sessions with our clients because mm-hmm. we do, when we've talked about this, we get parallel yeah. stuff. So. Okay, next yeah. Oh, go. <laughs> Let's see. How am I going to word this? What? It- no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait a minute. That's how we roll. If you're watching this on <laughs> YouTube, that's just how we roll. Okay. So question we, for you. We have set up a So do you have a specific memory or a favorite session that sticks out in your mind? that you could share with my audience as to, did you learn something from it or which, or a session where you've had where it really touched your heart? Um, I, it, I, it's not a session. It's something that somebody came to me spirit completely outside of, of a lesson. And I'm okay. If I share this, yeah, yeah, yeah. it still rocks my boat to this day. Okay. Um, and I was getting ready to do a session with the client, right? You're doing your makeup and you kind of zen out when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, what I'm talking about you're in the shower and you're like, like oh, an active lesson. meditation. Exactly. And I, and I'm doing my makeup and then I had this overwhelming sense of urgency and it, 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 it just about paralyzed me that somebody was hunting me down and wanted to kill me in my own house what yeah you've never told and me i this. Just thought i didn't oh it's it's oh. crazy so when i and i and i stood there for a second because i thought oh i i always do the double take is is this my fear-based analytical brain wandering off because it had a weird situation personal situation i'm like is this just me you know thinking oh this is kind of weird this maybe this is potentially something i'm afraid of and then i i went no this is spirit and i and i said who are you and he showed me a vision of himself like internal i get internal visions in my head right in your mind's eye so we all do that. We think about our day and we see pictures in our heads. So he showed me what he looked like. He showed me that he'd been murdered outside of his house. And like a movie, right? Like a movie reel. Almost. It was. Yeah. And I said to him and he, they, they hunted him down. Shot, they shot him in front of his house. And I, and I finally had to say to him, look, I can't do this. I can't do this right now. This is overwhelming to me because it was such a sense of like, now I know what it felt. I felt like I was actually being hunted down. I got his, his fear. Wow. And, and I, and I said to him, I'm sorry, I have to stop. I just, I can't do this right now. 
And I said, you don't have to leave, but you just have to stop giving me these feelings. So I assumed it was going to be coming up for the client that I was going to be seeing, you know, that day or that couple of clients. I, I probably would have thought the same. Yeah. Right. Cause that happens. And that's something you and I can, I, that always happens for you and I when we're working together um, prehand, but this, this did, that wasn't the case. Right. So say this is on a Wednesday. I got this Thursday, you know, nothing happens on the Wednesday. Nothing happens on the Thursday. Finally on the Friday, my daughter, uh, my daughter calls me. And she said, did you see the news today? And I said, I don't know. I haven't watched the news. I don't really, you know me, I don't watch the news, right? And um, there'd been something that happened uh, in the GTA without going into details um, uh, about a a gangland style murder that had happened in the middle of Burlington in a parking lot. And I went, oh, I didn't see the news. So it turned, okay, so then... It turns out that the man I had caught, that I would connect with in spirit, it was his brother who got shot and murdered that day. Um, do you know if that was the back of the head? Nope. Something about, because uh, as you're speaking right now, I'm getting a lot of pressure to the back of my head, like as if he fell and went back. Like, he did. Okay. So as I'm talking <laughs> I, right I can't now. Go, I, can't, I can't go into detail. No, it but I'm just saying, I, like, I, I might even have him here right now because I'm getting this blow to the back of my head as if he fell back. The best part of all of this is that I and because my daughter was involved with that through work without going into logistics. Yep. Um, fast forward a week and I'm at my friend's house and another friend in, in the Guelph area. And she said, I'm really upset. A friend of mine died this week. And I said, what are you talking about? And uh, she was friends with the guy who was murdered. And I went, what? I didn't know. What? 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 Like, so I had a double whammy. I had a double connection. That's why this guy came wow. to me in spirit. Yeah. And because she knew him. And there, there was just two people that I knew that were involved with the, with this. Like, that's what they call six degrees of separation? It, and you can't explain it. Like, you just can't explain it. Like, it was such a weird thing to happen to yeah. be feeling like you're yeah. hunted down in your house it was uh, anyway it so was a, you, it was a really warped that that was, that's what was happening with him he was the one that was being hunted down uh it was the brother who had passed away two years before gotcha. that okay. when he came okay. to me he gave me that feeling of like yes. this is what happened to him he was hunted down mm-hmm. on a, on and and murdered and, or you know when you get things of that was probably the worst one. You know, I've, I've, I've done some readings where, you know, a three-year-old child gets locked in a hot car and passes away. You know, that's a very different yeah. feeling to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so as versus being hunted down and, you know, somebody's going to try and murder you. But yeah, that was probably the weirdest one. I'm going to be honest with you. And, I would, uh, I would and it was say- kind of... Because then you, you wonder, well, why me? How come me? Uh, well, first of all, because, you know, you are that that portal, you are the lighthouse and it's what you do. But it's also this the, like I said, the six degrees of separation. There was that connection. Yeah. Right? But I didn't understand it at the time. At so the time, I, I have yeah. to step I've back. And so I, I did a group reading um, with two other mediums as long before I met you. And this young man came to me and normally spirit doesn't come to me that off that, that early. I don't let it. This young guy came to me five days before this large group event we did. And he was like insistent. And I said, look, you got to wait. 
And I, so I went first in front of the group and I said, look, I have this young man here. He's 17. I gave it all the, the, the nitty gritty of his passing alcohol in a bar. Da, 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 he was stabbed. I could go out the whole thing. Right. And he wanted to talk to his mom and let her like, give a message. So I stood there in front of 111 people. I'm not kidding you. 111 people and not one person could take this guy. Crickets. Crickets. I, crickets. You know, everybody's <laughs> I, I that there, right? Yeah. Right? Crickets. And then it wasn't until a break. Yep. One of the men, because I kept staring at this guy in the audience, like as if I'm talking to him about this young guy. I'm going, right? And I know I made him uncomfortable, but he, during the break, made a phone call. And it was his friend's brother. So he could get the message. The message, yeah. But it, you just, it's weird how things come how together. We, I just fine. trust it. Yeah. yeah. I trust it. Well, I may not understand it, and it's not me. Yeah, that's the whole I, point I just, of mediumship is trusting what we're receiving, even though it makes no sense to us at all. I, I'll share something with you really quickly that happened with me yesterday with a client. And it just, detail. but it just shows you how intelligent um, loved ones and spirit can be. So just very, very quickly. So I was being shown um, a jar, a mason jar of pickles, right? And I had just maybe two days prior to that. <laughs> oh, F off. Are you kidding me? My water jug. So then I meant to tell the story then. So for my, for my listeners, Bev just held up a glass. She's drinking water from a mason jar. Oh my yeah, God. That's hilarious. I always do that. Okay. So, so listen to this very, very quickly. So got this client. Um, he was here actually in person and I was connecting with his father. And um, he, so his father gives me this vision of mason jar of pickles. And immediately I'm thinking, Connor, my son, when he was little, and I just finished telling the story to his girlfriend that he used to call pickles buddies. He loved pickles, but he could never say pickles. He called them buddies. I have no idea why, right? Two days prior to the session, I was shown a video of a woman who had all kinds of mason jars and putting pickles in them. And I've only jarred pickles once. I believe it or not, Helen, yes, I did do that. And so I'm saying, I'm sharing this with him and I'm saying, I don't know why your father is showing me this, but is there a significance to pickles? Like, I don't know what to do with this. And this is what I mean by trusting what you're receiving. Oh, I know. So he goes, did you just say Mason? I said, yeah, like Mason jars. That's he keeps showing me all the Mason jars because I did it once. And he's showing me a jar of pickles and it's related to my firstborn, my son. He says, well, this is my father's way of acknowledging we are expecting my son and we're naming him Mason. Mason. So exactly, right? So connecting the dots. <laughs> like I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm like, he just added something new to my my library, his dad, right? And I'm like, that is so cool. Like, how do you so then he showed me a picture? You ready for this? He showed me a picture where him and his fiance, they have a mason jar and it's filled with soothers. Oh, so it's like, how do, so I'm, so this is how I explained to, to his, to my client is if it's not in my library or any mediums library, they're going to try and give it in such a way. It's like playing charades, how to connect the dots. So exactly. he showed it to me in, a, in Mason jars. And I thought, how cool is that? And then to know that he had an actual picture on his phone of a Mason jar filled with soothers. Well, do you remember when we were in Windsor, Ontario, and we were doing an event down there? And you, it's before you had your hip replacement. 
And remember when we got locked out of the, the hotel room and it was 10 o'clock at song. night? It was a song. So this morning, in the morning of, before we left to go to the event, we were working at a, a, an event hall weekend. Yeah. And so we left in the morning and I'm always that person. You're in the bathroom and I'm, and I start humming songs and I was like, um, Mrs. Gray, you've got a lovely daughter, right? Mrs. And Brown, I said, Helen, Mrs. Brown, Helen, Mrs. Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown, that's it. Mrs. Yeah. Brown, because that's it. And it was like, it was, I knew it was an English accent, or whatever the, the Beatles or the Monkeys Beatles. or whatever it was. I don't even think it is the Beatles. Anyway. <laughs> so, and I remember Girl. joking around about it. And I said to Helen, I said, does any of your loved ones? She's like, nope, not for me. So thinking we go through the day and nobody takes, after like 10 readings during the day, nobody takes the song. And then you and I are sitting outside waiting for the security who has called some sort of lock people company at 1030 at night to come let us into our hotel. Because, of course, you and I are together and none of the electronics work, right? The key cards aren't working. We're locked out of our room. All we want to do is go in our room. We're tired because we've got to get up in the next day and rinse and repeat the same thing. we got to get up and, and work. So we're sitting there and the door opens next to us, right? And the man weeks his steps out and he said, Oh, hey, I heard you're waiting for, you know, locksmith. Do you, do you guys use the washroom at all? Like my family's inside if you need anything, right? So he steps out. He had a baseball jersey on. It said brown right across brown the front of it. I go in to use the bathroom because I have to pee like crazy. And I hear you say to him, hey, what did you say something about? Do you have a daughter or because it was the connection of the brown. Mean, for When I hear the word brown now, I go, oh, that's your daughter. Yeah. Because it was for him. Now in your library. Right. So it's a joke now because I'll go, oh, all right. Got showing that with Helen and the baseball guy in the brown. <laughs> like, because I see that on a jersey. Oh, that's and you probably get okay. the song. You probably get the song dropped in into your mind. Right. Um, I'm, a, I'm very visual. I do hear music more. Or, hear, or see the jersey. The hockey jersey. Yeah. So I think of you every time when that happens, I'd be like, oh, yep, that's right. <laughs> It's a long way to get them to say. Yeah. Um, We've got lots of stories yeah. we can share, but that's for another show. <laughs> so I, I can I say what happened yesterday? It was really funny. I was on my Facebook live show on Wednesday night and I, I said, oh, my dad hardly comes around. Because the question people had was, you know, why are my parents not coming around? They're not coming around as much. And I said, mm-hmm. well, you know, they probably are being with other family members that really need them more than you. They know you're okay right now. So take that as a compliment. And I said, it's like my dad, he hardly comes. He's been almost gone two years. I said, he knows I'm okay, but he's with other family members who I know have a lot in their plate right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I go out yesterday morning and I go off to a little town not far from here to go to my dentist. And I'm meeting somebody up because I'm selling something from, from Marketplace. And I meet her in this little town. And I look at my watch and it's 11, 11 when I, 1, 11 when I see her. Well, my dad always sends me 1, 11. Then I get out of the car and I'm talking to her. And I said, oh, whereabouts do you live? She lives in the same road that my dad grew up on on the farm. What? Yeah. And then I'm, so I'm going, okay, dad, I got this. Thank you. And then I drive down because I'm probably about 22 minutes to get to my house here in Blue Mountain. And then I stop partway through because in this little town um, in between is a fish ladder. So the salmon and the fish and the steelheads will come up and they have to go up and they have to jump up to get up and then they lay their eggs. So I stopped there because they could see everybody stopped. And I went, oh, I gotta see what's going on. So I get there and there's the ministry people that are in there tagging fish and taking samples of them. So I started talking to them. My dad used to volunteer doing that. And the man said, he goes, we haven't been here since 2009 doing this work. So I happened to stop that moment at that time and going, my dad used to volunteer at the fish ladder, you know, and it was just the weird, like three things within an hour 
of a connection um, that, you know, most of us would just overlook, right? So we have to look for those really cool. I love those, especially. And and that's how I communicate um, with the universe and say, okay, if I meant to do this, give me three. I want them in threes. So I know that will confirm and validate things like that. Right. But again, as I always say to my clients and my, and my viewers, and that is signs are not signs. If you're looking for them, yeah, I'm not looking, I'm never, right? looking. but how you said earlier, you just mentioned is, you know, just being more aware and observing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, whenever I get a hit, okay, I'm going to file that one. Cause I know some, my not, my gut's telling me that's a hit. So then I'll yep. file it next and then file that one. And there, there are, you know, not the same, but they are the same, if that makes any sense. I know exactly what you're talking and again, about, Mary Ellen. Going back to connecting. <laughs> connecting. Did you say Mary Ellen? There you said it. Mary, Mary Ellen. <laughs> you got to, okay, you got to tell the viewers or my listeners. Okay. So that, you know what that brings me back to is like, how did you start calling me Mary Ellen? Where does that come from? We're in Denver. Five years ago? Yes, we were training. We went for training with... um Tony Stockwell. And if anybody doesn't know who Tony Stockwell is, look him up. He's an incredible medium from the UK. He teaches at the Hogwarts School of Arthur Finley. Arthur Finley. Finley. I can never remember the name of that college. I should know. Uh, Sorry, Tony, if you're watching this. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) because you're an instructor there. (laughs) He probably just rolled his eyes. One of Um, of my favorite teachers, yes. Fantastic. And just so down to earth. And so we were in Denver doing, oh, it was what are we doing a trans trans mediumship trans uh anyway doesn't matter trans yeah, i think it was I trans. Name of the course so basically for anybody who's not aware of that it's a very uh, european way of doing mediumship where you let the spirit kind of take over your body and you start saying and doing things and acting the way blending blending it was well you was pretty cool but anyway long story short we they only gave it a king size bed so we had to share the thing for like seven nights you, you and just I. told everybody that <laughs> We had to. We don't like, like we didn't go with this nice suite for a week. You had your half. That doesn't snore, by the way. Did I snore? <laughs> no, you're fine. And so, joking one night, I said, "Oh, good night, Mary Ellen." He said, "Good night, John Boy," and away we went. And it just, it just has been snowballing ever since then. But what I because loved really, about that. Do you remember why I loved it when you called me that? I can't remember. Oh, what's a tie-in to family somewhere? Yeah, no. my grandmother, Ellen. Thank you. And I didn't know that. Yep. I was like, <laughs> right? oh my so, goodness. It's like as if my grandma's here. So that, that's why I, it's like a, your pet name for me. And I love it. Right? Just to everyone's, I, I think I call you Mary Ellen more than I call you Helen. Sorry. Well, Mary Ellen, I like it because again, it's just, it's endearing for me. And it just, you, you've had don't want to say because you're older, but you have that, the older sister looking out for me, you know, mother protective energy. That's our relationship. And I love that. So even when you call me Mary Ellen, it still, it just makes me feel, I don't know, comfort. You bring me comfort in that Aww. way. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I don't think I ever shared that with you. <laughs> you haven't. Kind of making you feel warm and fuzzy. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to go there. <laughs> you know, if we had a camera crew following us around, maybe I'd be like, oh my God, these two. <laughs> Have our own little reality show. <laughs> if, you don't, so if you don't follow us on Instagram and social media, you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you, if you could give advice to my viewers, my listeners, um, how to live their best life, what would that be? I would say it's so much live your life you can live your life 
finding peace and calm in your life just simply by learning to trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. And it is such a simple thing to do, but yet we choose to push past it and stay in our fear-based brain, our our what if, could have, should have, oh my God, let's spend 95% of the time worrying about something that we have no control over. And yet if you tap into your intuition and trust what you get, it is always right. I have made the biggest decisions in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I am not, I am a hundred percent on this and I've never changed my mind. I, and if I, you know, and I, I mean, I ended a marriage, I, I've made moves, I've done some crazy things that you think, and I felt it with every sense of my being and it was a hundred percent the right thing to do. And there was a sense of common peace around it. Yeah. Yeah. Great advice. So, that's a very simple thing to teach. Um, but it, that, that is something that if, you know, it's such a simple thing for me. Okay. If people can learn to, to live a peaceful, calm, calm life, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. But people like to choose to stay in the victim space, right? Because it's no, it's what they know what they do. It's how they've lived their life forever. It's a vibration they're used to and they're comfortable with. And I was like that for years and now I'm out of it. I don't like the feeling to go back. I am the first one to go, I'm out. Out, yeah. Don't like that vibration. Well, that's the that's the thing about being a sensitive, an empath. It's just, yep, nope, can't do this, won't do this, walk away from it. So. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers your question. It, well, yes. Let me have a juice, let me have a glass of my pickle jar. Yep, go ahead. <laughs> Yummy. Are you sure that's just <laughs> butter or is that tequila? <laughs> Oh my, if I had that much. That's an inside joke. That's an inside joke for my listeners. Yes. My, I have a joke. I have a joke when somebody says, Hey, what would be your best job to do? My job would be getting in my car. I could, I drive around North America doing readings, but in the meantime, I'd like to stop at all the off the, off the beaten path, little diners that have chicken wings and tequila and vlog about them. That would be my happy place. <laughs> I'll remember that you said that on our next to vlog trip. about chicken wings and tequila. Oh yeah. my god! And everybody's like, oh, "Can I?" Come I still with don't you? know like, how. Yes, you, you can do shots of. Te- I don't. Anyway, that's a that's a. So saying that, I can't tell you. Getting off tequila, okay? Saying that, I can't tell you the last time I had a shot of tequila. <laughs> uh, just the smell of it <laughs> makes me turn green. <laughs> but the one best thing, it, but... the one good thing about tequila is, is you don't have hangovers. There's because there's no sugar in it. True. It's Did what you, you put that? with it, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Yep. Yeah. It is. Yep. Okay. One last question. Go. If you could go back to the little girl Bev, what advice Ooh. would you give her? Little Bev. You don't have to help and fix everybody. So, so. How's that for you? True. It's so, <laughs> so it's- true. Because we are that person, right? We automatically want to try and fix and fix when we both know that everyone's on their own personal healing journey and to look out for themselves. Sure, we could give some guidance. But at the end of the day, everyone's meant to do their own. I know. And at five and older, you think, oh, you know, I just help everybody. And you do just, you want to make everybody feel good and be happy, right? Mm-hmm. That's not until you get older and you think, 
not my job. I don't have to do that. You're, you are responsible for your own happiness. Love it. And uh, don't, we don't, we want to keep throwing nets under everybody and rescuing them. Right. But we're robbing them of, of lessons. So I always ask myself, do I have the energy to help somebody? Nope. Okay. So like I'm that. okay with you're, that. You're tapping into your field, right? Am I meant yep. to, is there something here or am I interfering with their, their journey? Mm-hmm. It's so, huge. Beautiful. So uh, I'm going to end it there, my friend, because I just said, okay. I just wanted a little bit of your time. Just, you know, get a share a little bit of my friend out there. And um, thank you. Just and sharing the platform. And we always said, you know, two redhead mediums coming together and doing something, creating something together. So I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for being here. And um, hopefully it won't be the last. I and hope not. So, you and I work well together. Yes, I agree. Totally agree. Um, plus, we do have our own following, right? They love it when we get together. So well, you're going to have me on your show next. <laughs> well, why don't I? Because people love it when we do that. Yeah. So for my listeners, when is it again? Wednesday evenings. So just tap onto my Facebook uh, page where it says um, Blue Mountain Medium, uh, Beverly Frosch. And it will tell you, I usually tell you by noon what, if I'm going on at 7 or 8. Okay. And, and you I'll, just click on the notification and then and you can see me there. And I will post when I'm going to be your guest. Okay. Well, we'll chat about that when we are done with this because yes. I'm going to pin you down. I, I know enough that we just need to book it and it's done. Yes. All right, my friend. And it, thank you for having me. Oh, it was fun. I really enjoyed this one. I can't wait to, to um, post this one. So I can't even, I don't even know what episode this is. I think it's episode 16. I'm not even sure. Nice. <laughs> Well, it's better than you've made me in episode 69 or something. Oh, <laughs> I'll remember that. Like I'll make joke. sure you're my, my 69th, you're my 69th host. <laughs> Helen is always the one with the dirty brain. The bird, the, the, you're the dirty bird. My mind is like, always in the gutter. <laughs> great older sister, you know, yeah. component of this. So I had to throw this back at you because you were so straight. <laughs> Just okay. Flipped it, flipped it for a bit. So thank you for having me. All right. Blessings to you, my friend. We'll chat soon. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, honey. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Mary Ellen. <laughs> so that was our conversation, our WeChat, two fellow mediums coming together. And I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did having the conversation with Bev. We always have a great time whenever we're together. Always up to no good. Maybe it has to do with being redheads. I don't know. But anyway, if you're interested in following Bev... Um, you can reach her or Google her, actually. She's very easy to find at Blue Mountain Medium. And she, I'm very excited because afterwards we discussed that she's going to now have me on her show. Actually, I believe that she she also saves the, the recordings. So you can always go back and watch it. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the show. Another episode of Spirit Chat. If you enjoyed my podcast and would like to have your very own session with me, please visit my website at helenpeacock.ca. And you can also subscribe and follow me on social media. And wherever you are listening from, I would really love it if you could please leave me a review. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, love never ends. It's just different. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? 
If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.